welcome back to Iceback. In this season of Iceback, we'll be talking about the trials and tribulations of young adult life. I'm your host, T. And I'm your co-host, Aisha. Welcome. Welcome back, everyone, to the Iceback Podcast. Welcome back. This week, it is Mercury Retrograde in Libra, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So that is tackling communication, relationships, depending on your personal placements, you know, other stuff could be involved, but that is the gist of it. And so we've been dealing with a lot of stuff. How has Mercury Retrograde been for you so far? Mostly it's been affecting miscommunications in my home life, actually. And according Mm -hmm. to my placements, it's actually mostly supposed to be about that so Mm. yeah I wasn't exactly sure what it was supposed to affect regarding my placements I did see a lot of people mentioning how Aries should be careful when you know communicating with people try not Mm -hmm. to be as involved as we usually are and I I thought I was respecting that for the most part but not really I (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's funny because to some degree, I consider myself to be a private person. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm one of those people who, even if I talk a lot, you won't really know me. Like, you will know a lot of things about me, but you won't won't really know me as a person. So I don't think of, like, I don't think of it that deep when I'm like interacting with a lot of people especially on social media but then this week I was especially careful about the ways in which I interacted with people because I know that it's mercury retrograde so I had this miscommunication with an old friend and I told myself okay so mercury retrograde really is hitting communication right and I thought what better way to you know get all these emotions out than a podcast episode about Mm -hmm. communication I feel like most people struggle with communication but people don't really think of it as a big thing I think that there are a lot of subsections within that like communicating in friendships is completely different than communicating in relationships and communicating Mm -hmm. at school or with your employer is also completely different so people tend to look at it in those small things but not as a whole like what am I doing in my daily life and daily conversations that is contributing to how I communicate if that makes sense I still struggle to communicate like in in what ways do you think you struggle um to my friends I know I do not have a problem communicating at all but mostly to my family still I still struggle Mm. to communicate to especially like both of my parents yeah um or even in like relationships I'm still I'm still learning how to be a good communicator actually after all these years of reading about how to be a better communicator I still am learning you know so it's like it's really crazy how after all this time I'm I'm still growing I'm still trying to be the best communicator I can yeah but how would we, okay, let's try to define what a good communicator is, because I have a very specific idea of this in my mind, but I don't think it's 
the textbook definition at all. I don't think this is what most people would think of. Okay, let's hear it. For me, I feel like being a good communicator is being able to communicate your thoughts and your feelings genuinely, whilst also considering the other person that you're interacting with. So whether that be the their like different cultural attitudes, their personal ways of communicating, like just making sure that you're kind of on the same wavelength, or even if you disagree with that person, still being able to express your thoughts authentically and, you know, being able to respect if there is a disconnect between your ideas and their ideas. I don't know if that, that was sense. so comprehensive. No, no, for me, that was very comprehensive. Yeah. And I do agree very much. Yeah. But then, okay, so if we if we look at that definition, would you think that you're a good communicator? Okay, so what I struggle with is the being open part, the mm. being like fully honest, because I wouldn't say me in nature, but what I'm used to telling myself is that I'm very used to being like, whatever. Yeah. I'm a very whatever person, mm. you know? That's why I still, it's, it's, it's still quite hard for me to actually be like, yo, this is what's going on. You know, I've, I've gotten a lot better. But, but still, I don't, sometimes I don't think, it still happens. like, from, from an outside perspective of someone who's known you for a while, I don't think you're actually a whatever person. I think, and I kind of do this too, yeah. it's like, uh-huh. we kind of put that front up of, we don't care. It is what it is, you know. Yeah. I don't care, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that cool yeah. act. But, uh-huh. but for, like, in in actuality we're really like upset or sensitive hurt like literally hurt betrayed annoyed yeah. at whatever the situation yeah. is and mm-hmm. I used to really envy people's like this quality of being able to really hide your thoughts and hide your feelings because even when I was trying to be a whatever person and trying to put that front up I naturally have this type of face where you can really see my emotions like if if we were interacting in person there's no way that you wouldn't know what I was truly feeling no matter what I tell you. And Mm -hmm. so the only times that I can really put that front up is when I'm texting, which has been more common since like 2020 as a form of communication. But then I I really used to think that that was a good thing, being able to hide your true self, being able to kind of be mysterious in a way. But now I'm really starting to embrace that openness that I have. Yeah. I feel like people struggle with being vulnerable so much so that it makes the people who are openly vulnerable feel guilty for being vulnerable. Right, right. Because I'm a very openly vulnerable person. I never had a problem expressing that I was hurt, angry, sad. And I did that very openly, especially in my I would say childhood, preteen, early teens. And then I was kind of like, okay, well, people really don't react well to you when you're genuine about your thoughts and your feelings. They would rather you kind of hide and 
you know, deal with it on your own or not express your thoughts. But then when you don't express your thoughts, and this is not only true for me, like I've seen this so many times, especially in Japanese society where people are kind of thought to not really express how they really feel to appease other people. Like your reactions will get even worse when you do finally burst out because it's like no amount of frustration, hurt, sadness can really be be hidden for a long time like Mm -hmm. if you're dealing with a recurring issue in your life and you never communicate how you feel about it at some point one way or another you're going to end up communicating it and then the choice is do I want to communicate this issue when I'm in the right state of mind when I can express my thoughts calmly when I'm understanding the the beginning of this issue and how it could possibly go worse or do I want to express this issue when I'm already severely agitated it's been happening multiple times and now I'm really just pissed off you know right and I I had to make that choice and I was like okay and I'm still dealing with this issue but I'm doing it way less than I used to I think that it's just better to just say what you feel in the moment that you feel it like no matter how people take it how I feel it is how I feel and you won't really be able to change that for real so right. I might as well just say what I feel and if you disagree then that's that in my head okay like in my head if I'm communicating with somebody and um, somehow they hurt me in my head it's like ugh, does that matter to them no, should I just not like will, will they will they like like will they be mad will they be upset you know it's like in ter- in in turn I think about how they'll react to me so yeah and my mind instantly goes to like Ugh, it's like it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you know it, just brush it off just brush it off yeah. so that's why I'm just like everything's fine <laughs> you know <laughs> no but that's an important point to know I I feel like especially our generation like we are so careful about not being offensive and I'm not saying this in like you know the social issues you know big grand scheme of things like of course you should respect people but I feel like we're so like tippy-toey about things like oh I'm not gonna address this issue because I don't want to make them feel attacked or whatever like but the issue is the issue you know like if your friends like when we talk about being a good communicator usually we're we're talking about people who you will have communication with constantly so it could only be really your friends your significant other your employer your teacher or other family members so there's really no way that they could be so offended by you bringing up a real issue that you see mm-hmm. that's reoccurring in your relationship with them unless right. they just don't care about you and your well-being and that's the thing some people don't and at that mm-hmm. point it's also important to put your peace first and just to Amen. realize that sometimes fighting for the relationship to get better is not the best thing to do right 
and this is so so applicable in romantic relationships I see this so many times where it's like one party will be constantly trying to communicate trying to make things work trying to find out where they went wrong trying to get couples counseling and all this stuff and the other party just doesn't care like isn't even trying to fix things isn't isn't Mm -hmm. even trying to communicate and it's like at at that point just that just just dead that move on because like communicating sounds like something basic but I I I really think it's the highest respect you can have for someone is working to communicate properly with them Mm -hmm. like it sounds crazy to think about but so many things can go wrong simply based on a communication issue so that's Mm -hmm. why I think I am so like particular about the way in which I communicate Mm -hmm. and I think even on the podcast you can kind of hear it like I take a lot of pauses to make sure I'm saying the right words and a lot of people mistake that for self-doubt it could also be that you know when people pause and people use the phrase for example do you know what I'm saying like a lot of people have those mechanisms because they're kind of like I don't know if I should say this, but I'm still going to say it. So I'm just going right. to hide behind those words to make it seem less deep than it really is. Mm. But I, I used to do that. That's why I'm saying I know very well that that's a self-doubt slash self-defense mechanism. But right. now it's like I'm reassuring. Saying, like, yeah, exactly. Reassurance, right, right. Exactly. But now I feel like I don't need that anymore. Right. Like I rarely use those words nowadays and it's because it really doesn't like at the end of the day if I'm expressing my opinion on something it doesn't really matter what the other person thinks and I'm not saying this as like oh my god I don't care about anyone you know like (laughs) I'm the best whatever like that's not what I mean but Mm -hmm. it's like my my thoughts are coming from a certain place and after I express those thoughts obviously I'm gonna listen to that other person and take in their thoughts and then possibly my opinion will change but that doesn't mean the first opinion that I came up with is to be disregarded if that makes sense so actually I just said if that makes sense when I said I don't say that anymore (laughs) (laughs) see like it's hard to change like I catch myself doing things that I I thought I had stopped doing because bad habits are so so hard to get rid of and Mm -hmm. just like that being like all the things that are within like being a bad communicator it's it's so hard to get rid of those habits and when you're surrounded by people who are bad communicators right even worse. and this Especially is in friendships yeah 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 in friendships it's so bad and also in in families like toxic family situations yeah. where no one is used to communicating their thoughts calmly 
and people just yell at each other all day long like I've seen so many people go through that situation and it really instills a sort of trauma that actually really affects the way in which you communicate I'm sure there's a lot of psychological research behind that but a lot of people who come from toxic families have a very specific way of communicating I don't know if anyone who's listening has noticed this or have gone through this but they will either communicate through aggression because that's all they've been raised around yeah right or they will communicate with extreme calmness and nonchalance because they've been thought they've been like conditioned not to express their emotions because that could you know bring out a negative response from somebody else in the family Yeah. yeah and it's really really important to try to unlearn those behaviors it might not seem like a big deal, especially if you're on the nonchalant side, because <laughs> it feels safe. And yeah, that's that's like the, the main word that we can use. A lot of bad behaviors feel safe. Well, I don't think we can call them bad behaviors per se, but a lot of like mechan- talk- most mechanism. Yeah. Feel safe. Feel safe. Right? Yeah but they're not helpful right we want to build habits that are helpful Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day no matter how hard it seems being honest Mm. is helpful being truthful is helpful being authentic is helpful living in integrity yeah being genuine and I truly think that learning how to become a better communicator through catching myself doing all of these toxic things has actually brought a lot more genuine relationships into my life amen like obviously I still struggle with you know some facets of my relationships but I think that it's a journey and I'm I'm embarking upon that journey little by little First, I think I really started to realize the ways in which I communicated with my friends. And I realized that in some of my relationships, I was putting a lot of effort to, it's not only about communicating consistently, like some people really value that constant interaction with their friends. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a needy person in terms of that, but I want the time that we do spend interacting to be genuine and valuable and also fun obviously you know I don't always want relationships to be surrounded around sad things right and this sounds so bad when you first think about it but I think a lot of people are in kind of trauma bond friendships like friendships where you just constantly vent and talk about negative things and talk about the issues that you have in your life like Mm -hmm. to some degree you know like we discuss the issues that we have in our lives but I wouldn't say it's it's the main thing and even when we do I I think we always try to help each other find the positives or find the solution really because that's that's a big um that's a big part of when we have those conversations about our lives is that we try to 
help each other to the best of our abilities you know we listen to each other yeah and I I just think that it's really important to recognize where some of those relationships could go wrong if you continue to communicate in a certain manner about certain things literally Mm -hmm. those two things are the most important so for example you're communicating very consistently which is great but then you're communicating only about negative things so that means you're consistently intaking negative views on life Mm-hmm. And of course, if that's your daily reality, I understand it's very difficult to not talk about the things that you struggle with, that frustrate you, anger you. One part of being a good communicator is being able to express those things. But on the flip side, another part of being a good communicator is not constantly putting those issues onto the other people you communicate with like constantly right. burdening them with tons and tons of information about like your you're trauma. not putting like putting pressure on that certain topic that you're always yeah. coming back to you know I think the term would be trauma dumping and right. it's it's That's not that. that I wouldn't say it's that common but I do think a lot of people especially around our age tend to Mm. do that even unconsciously Mm. because I see it all the time on TikTok like a creator will post a video explaining something that they struggle with could be toxic family relationship Mm. mental illness whatever it is and then people in the comments will literally write their entire life story (laughs) like (laughs) And it's not even something that can help the creator. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, let's say I'm depressed. I'm dealing with, okay, trigger warning, but let's say suicidal ideation. Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with this. And you're in the comments telling me about how you literally dealt with that, but 10 times worse and blah, 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 blah. Like, how does that help me? Like, I don't even know you like that. (laughs) <laughs> what part of information was that was to help me exactly Where? you have to find the balance mm-hmm. there has got to be okay on one side this is how I genuinely feel about things and I want to express this but there's also things that you don't need to say like respectfully yeah. you don't need to say if respect- <laughs> respectfully bro <laughs> like don't say that (laughs) yeah the the whole being authentic and genuine and truthful thing that we talked about in the beginning of this episode refers Mm -hmm. to truly important things that affect your relationship on a recurring basis not every single issue that you see in your life that you want to tell people about because Also, when you really think about it, not everyone is equipped to handle certain information. Exactly, exactly. Like, sometimes I think back to some friendships I had in, for example, high school, and I had never, like, to be honest, I don't think I had ever met someone with mental illness before I went to high school, or at least someone Mm -hmm. that expressed it, so... Mm -hmm. 
I was aware of mental illnesses existing, but I didn't have firsthand experience of it. I didn't have any friends who struggled with it or mm-hmm. at least who told me about it. And then suddenly I was surrounded by people who talked about it so casually. And I'm not saying it's bad to think of, to talk about mental illness casually, but it's a serious thing. I feel like nowadays they are very trivialized, mm-hmm. um, especially depression and anxiety. It's like everyone thinks that everyone has depression and anxiety when really right. it's not like that. Like, yes, a, <laughs> a large amount of people do have undiagnosed mental illness simply due to the way the world is changing you know capitalism social media body image issues blah 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 blah. but there are some people who are genuinely not equipped to receive certain information and that's also something you need to account you need to take into account when deciding how and who you're communicating to like just like you wouldn't tell an acquaintance to come to your wedding tomorrow like yeah you shouldn't random, be like you wouldn't telling... want that right? exactly like <laughs> all this information like that's also one part of i think keeping your peace is maintaining some level of secrecy secrecy yeah right not secrecy would... as like oh my god like I'm so mysterious like I don't talk to anybody (laughs) no because there are also those girls that are hashtag private like I literally don't talk to anyone like my phone is on do not disturb all the time like I have a private account like we get it like (laughs) we good for you baby (laughs) like no because my phone is actually on do not disturb all the time and that's just Uh because notifications give me anxiety like right but I think that a lot of people think being private equals not responding to any calls not talking to anybody but that's also toxic in a way there's always a balance to things. I think today's mm-hmm. keyword is balance. Balance, balance, baby. Yeah. Balance, baby. <laughs> I don't think anyone will get this reference. If you get this Maybe. reference, DM. <laughs> but I would also say, yeah. like, um, a big lesson I've learned, not recently, but I guess, well, yeah, recently, like, maybe this year and last year is, Mm-hmm. be selective of the people of who you share your business with mm-hmm. okay because I mean I'm, I'm not I wasn't a person that was just like you know but yeah. looking back now I'm very very private now and that was the best decision oh, I mean I'm in yeah. nature I'm in nature a quiet and private person actually you know like it doesn't look like that. a babe no 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 <laughs> Ever since I was a baby, I was like a calm, quiet baby, you know? And I don't know what happened. (laughs) I was not. Oh, my God. I was a cry baby. And I'm still a cry baby. (laughs) I'm a cry baby. Yeah, I'm a quiet cry baby, like. No, I used to cry all the time. Like, my mom literally could not handle me. Like, I would literally cry nonstop 24-7 when I was a baby. (laughs) Okay, we getting we're getting yeah, sidetracked again. We're, but like, yeah. Okay, let's talk about that because that's been something that 
I, I think I used to struggle with, like, like mm-hmm. I said in the beginning, I'm someone who talks a lot and you won't know the, the deepest depths of my soul, but you'll know, like, <laughs> you know, the, the general things about me. Like, you'll know what I like very easily. You'll, you'll know, like, what my social values are, for example, because I'm also very outspoken about those things. And recently, like, I've realized that I have to stop sharing some of my accomplishments because some people aren't actually happy for me. <laughs> some people, some people are actually preying on your downfall, okay? They're just putting tabs on you, okay? Seriously. Well, okay. So. I don't want to think I'm like the main character and people are like, Praying on my downfall. I think that's a bit excessive. I said some. I said some. Of course not all. (laughs) Okay. I don't know about that. But like I've been someone who and this is so sad, but like I think it's because of the way I was raised. Like I always craved praise. Like literally. I was such a goody two shoes like I was like and and I don't know what it is like there is pride in those accomplishments in themselves like if I got like first place in a debate tournament or something I was like happy about the fact that I won something or that I accomplished something but I was most happy about the reactions like my parents being proud of me it's like that word proud like that is so I'm proud of you it gives me like serotonin it's like oh like yeah tell me more literally tell me more (laughs) so I think that I have a problem with that and so as as I realized this I realized that the older I get and somehow the more people were in my life the less praise I got and the more hmm. I accomplished the less praise I got and I was like hmm. that's that interesting <laughs> because mathematically speaking more people in my life more accomplishments I should get more praise okay I'm not entitled to praise of <laughs> course not but it's like it's a bit discouraging because I think of myself as a very encouraging person at least I used to be like I used to be like everyone's biggest cheerleader and I hate to think of it like this but I think that was my biggest weakness like I would literally Uh. help everyone with everything you know whatever you need I got you like I was literally that I got you friend (laughs) I was that (laughs) I got you girl <laughs> I was that girl. Like, I got you, girl. Literally, like I would, even if I was struggling in my own classes, like I would tutor you. I would help you out in the subjects that I I knew I was good at. And it's like, girl, focus on yourself. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Literally, what are you doing? And I think ever since 2020, I think I've been because I I genuinely like just retreated like my social life has my social life my circle whatever you want to call it has gotten so small that 
Me too. Uh, there is there is little people to encourage. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> There's not that many people. It's literally everyone is gone. So it's like you know, my hands are very much not full anymore. Like my hands used right. to be full, but my, now my hands are very much not full. So. <laughs> As I stopped worrying about everybody else and their mama and their problems, I started to focus oh on. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm okay. This podcast is literally just for self drag purposes. As I'm realizing uh-huh. how stupid I was, I'm telling you guys so that you can be more intelligent than I was. Okay. Yeah. So. As I was realizing things about myself, because 2020 was the year of realizing things. Um, Kylie, 2016 was not that year. It was was 2020. 2020, Yes. (laughs) Not as correct. (laughs) No, it wasn't. It was 2020. Anyways, so as I embarked upon a spiritual journey, a self-development journey, a journey of realizing what the hell is wrong with me and oh my god me too (laughs) no we went through this together like together what the hell is wrong that's literally how we got close like literally basically what this podcast is like we would just Mm -hmm. get on facetime and talk about our problems and then try to find a solution solution and I realized that I needed to focus on myself and the people that genuinely care about me and to not look for approval from anybody else because I used to be such a people pleaser. Like, And it's so strange because I was a people pleaser, but I also was very authentically myself at the same time. So obviously those ideas would clash. Like I would very easily express myself and be like, like not devil's advocate, but some way of a devil's advocate. Like I wasn't afraid to say an opinion, even if I was in the minority of the people who thought of that opinion, I was always the minority anyways. But like, like I was... (laughs) this isn't about race like I'm literally I'm always for some reason nobody ever wants to agree with me so I'm always in the minority (laughs) so um I would always be in the minority but at the same time I was a people pleaser so it was like I wanted to I wanted my opinions to be respected by other people if that makes sense and they just didn't care so at some point I realized that okay you need to relax like it's okay not to be liked Mm -hmm. and most of the times you're not gonna be liked honestly especially uh, this is gonna sound so holier than thou but especially if you're trying to improve yourself and the people around you are not they're not gonna like you they're not gonna like you so so if you're listening to this and you feel like you don't fit in your circle anymore because sometimes it just happens like you get into the circle I feel like that was the case with 
university like you get into the circle of friends and you see each other all the time so you think that means you're close but you don't Mm. actually know that much about them half of the time you really don't and then you find out slowly that maybe you're not as compatible as you thought you would be because friendship is also about compatibility so many people think that romantic relationships are the only thing that um, compatibility plays a role in but it plays a role in your friends too and then slowly you realize that you're not compatible and then you think okay well maybe we should not be friends but people have a really hard time breaking off friendships they just stay in those relationships knowing that it's not really working out no one's getting anything out of it you're not getting comfort you're not getting fun you're not getting any advice any encouragement no respect no good communication like what are you there for you're like if you don't leave that friend like you would leave that man like yeah oh oh a little bit of tape a little bit of shade a little bit of shade <laughs> okay if any British people are listening to this we're, <laughs> no, we're just kidding we're just playing okay <laughs> yeah I, that that's just it like protect your peace find balance be authentic and live in integrity the four Amen. pillars of, of good living life. Of good living, prosperity, P and Aisha, we did that. Period. Mm -hmm. That's literally write that down. Write that down. Right. No, actually, please write that down. Wait, what did I say? What did I say? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay, wait, wait. Wait, I said okay. Um, find balance, protect your peace. What else did I say? Uh, no, I didn't say that. I said said that before. Okay, so clearly one person here is not listening. I said protect your peace, um, find balance. What do you mean two people aren't listening? You didn't even know (laughs) what you said. I said protect your peace, find balance, um, uh, live in integrity, and that last thing. Okay, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't know, but 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 it's there. Okay, it's We're there. But write that four pillars. Rewind, okay. rewind like 30 seconds before I said something. You should write that down. Whatever I said, it was hashtag wisdom. So uh-huh. on that, on that wise note, that will be the end of this episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, you guys. And I Okay, this is like a little homework thing. I encourage you all to, uh, there's like eight, uh, there's like 16 days left of Mercury retrograde. During these next two weeks and two days, just think about how you communicate with people. Maybe take notes, find out what your communication style is, find out what could be improved, what you hold back on. A lot of things Mm. are hidden in, in the things that for example the oh i hate this people who like text something on instagram and then they delete the message but i already unsend it yeah i already saw it in my notifications anyway like what what? that's so weird you know i'm like and half of the times it's not even something serious so i'm like yeah why would you unsend it yeah it's like 
they think that it's embarrassing or whatever like find out what you think would be embarrassing embarrassing yeah and then find the root of those things yeah that would be our that's a great homework yeah not me being a hashtag teacher teacher (laughs) (laughs) my mom's a teacher so that's where it comes from right right okay so that's it bye thank you so much for listening bye Thank you so much for tuning in to Ice Black. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Ice Black Podcast and our Twitter at From Ice Black. Thank you so much for tuning in again. See you guys Thank on the you. next episode. Stay sexy. Stay, stay cute. Sexy. Stay aligned. Love you yeah. guys. Love you. Yeah. Bye. Bye.